party You left your fucking keys I hadn't had to beg for Ride from a stranger that I never met before He acts so friendly that I had to take the ride But for some reason he resembled that guy Wanted for a robbery and beating on his kids You remind me of my stepson He juggled with a grin Listening to the best of Bill and Dave's excellent podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Oh, and I had a, a nice little interesting encounter on the uh, blue line today too. Oh, no. I, di- I didn't talk to him or nothing, but I, I hop on, and um, this this kid can't be more than seventeen. He's not quite eighteen, but I don't think he was sixteen. Right, right, right. Kind of nerdy looking. I mean, old he, enough to drive, not old enough to buy beer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he uh, he just sprints onto the train. You know, door's about to close. Kid's out of breath, sits down and everything. Um, we travel maybe five, six more stops. The train's packed, absolutely packed. Right. You know, and kid's just kind of uh, playing with the cell phone or whatever. You know, he's kind of sitting in front of me over here facing towards one of the walls and everything. And I'm just kind of sitting looking out the window. But I can... I can see in a reflection kind of everybody on the train, you know. That's my move. I like to la- – so, you, yeah. know, you don't get caught staring, but you look at the reflection. You yes. know what's going on oh, Especially you. downtown in the summertime. Yeah. Ashley, cover your ears. Um, well, that's what the mirrored sunglasses are for. Yes. But when you're traveling through a tunnel and stuff, the sunglasses don't really – you're creepy, yeah, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. so everybody's trick is the, uh, the go-to window. Um, so out of the corner of my eye, I spy this kid just kind of picking – Oh, picking no. at his nose with his thumb, and I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. And then just bam to the mouth. No, like full on rush hour crowd. No, I'm like, did I just see that? And then you know, you didn't ask him. No, I just, but I, I I I averted my eyes from the window, and now I'm glaring directly at him, giving giving him uh, the I saw that look. No, just you know, it's like. When you you see a uh, car crash about to happen, you right. know how it just yeah. the eyes get all wide and the heart starts pumping a little bit. <laughs> I'm looking at this kid, so you and he goes at it again. <laughs> and now, now there's probably like a, a late twenties, early thirties, you know, beautiful young girl standing on the train, and I see just a horrified look on her face as she looks down at this kid, and I'm realizing that there's like two or three people just staring at this kid, and he's just looking at his phone, and you know. Working, working each nostril, oh, each man. in his own turn, and he went back two or three times and just, you know, we really got it cleaned out. Mm, I mean, yeah. we fuck. really, really cleaned the plumbing out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, <laughs> you know I, I stressed his age at the beginning because I feel like he should be old enough to know better. Yeah, I feel like children, at least in public, know you know, don't eat boogers. No, no, and <laughs> really, of, type of thing. You could probably do the other. That's probably not appropriate to pick your nose at that point. No, I mean, you know, I mean, if you get a public, I'll, you know, I'll give I'll give myself a, a quick scratch or, you know, yeah. work the balls. And, you know, well, I understand like people are going to be looking your balls is not like picking a booger out of your nose. Well, true. But, you know, everybody gets an itch and you don't know if it's a hair or what. So you kind of work yeah, you it. Do, I, I like to do the two like on both sides of the nostrils thing. Like, all right, I got something. Yeah. You go at it. And, you know, if you, if something does come out, you just you don't. Don't re- you know? Don't look directly no. at it. It's like no. the sun. You don't look at it. No. You're trying to touch it, and you get rid of it before and anybody. You put comes. it under your CTA seat. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or on it, or which is or you know. <laughs> but right. uh, now this this kid took a different approach. Destroy the evidence. Um, <laughs> so picking about picking apart that story, I think 
the best part of that story was the fact that you equated seeing somebody <laughs> like the reaction you have seeing somebody pick their nose and eat the booger <laughs> is the same reaction you have to seeing a car accident. Well, because you know, even still, if I, you know, I'm, I'm traveling on the highway or something, and I see something on the side of the road. Even that's not terrifying because I'm on the highway and I kind of expect that. Right. You know, I don't. I don't expect a 17-year-old to be just elbow deep and then, right. you know, skip breakfast and decide to make it up on his way to school or wherever he's going. Well, well let's throw this scenario out. Oh, God. So okay. he picks his nose. I like the hypotheticals. He this picks his nose. Running awry. Now, you're watching because you're on the CTA. You got your thing going. You're looking in the reflection. He picks his nose. Yeah. Throws it in the mouth. Starts choking. <laughs> Are you Johnny I'd let him the go. Spot? No, you, I would let, let him go. Like you're not he made maneuver. his bed. Yeah, he can lie in it. I wonder if anybody's ever died you like that. You reap what you sow. Now listen, if if you're <laughs> if you're yanking out something large enough to choke on, right? I don't want you in this world to begin yeah. with. I wonder if you he had, <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> Maybe he had one of those. You ever like you ever? I mean, we've all, all right, we can be honest. We've all picked our nose, right? You ever get one of those where it, like. You pick it, and, and it, it feels like it feels like it's coming from the back of your brain, like one of those. those yeah, but even like still, that's, it's you know, it's first of all, it's gooey. Yeah. Second of all, it's it's kind of a um, like you ever played with the gack when you were a kid, right? You're just stretchy yeah. or you know anything when you stretch it. Look at look at Stretch Armstrong, oh, prime man. example. You pull his arms and it gets thinner as right, you pull out. Right, and you're not gonna be choking on that. And, and if you are, no. yeah. I don't want you in Our poor producer's anymore. eating food, and I'm like, oh, man, we've just yeah, gone into yeah. the booger talk. <laughs> I, I think we, you know, this really goes to show the audience how we cover a wide variety of topics. Right. Well, the, I mean, in the CT, I mean, we just did five minutes on eating your boogers. I mean, that's... Bill and Dave's Excellent Podcast. All right, Bill. I told you this is going to be an, a huge show. We got a we have an amazing guest here. We got oh yeah, who do we have? <laughs> we got Stuby from Lucky Boys Confusion, the Super Happy Fun Club, the Insecurities, and the Shock Stars. Stuby, what's up, man? Hey guys, how you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for doing the show. I know hey, you're man, a busy guy. Um, no, no problem. How do you find the time to do all this, man? Four bands, and do you, do you have any personal time at all? <laughs> Well, uh, insecurities and shock stars are not really—they they don't really exist anymore. They're just uh, projects I was doing in the past. I mean, the catalogs are still available, but we don't—we uh, don't play or practice anymore. But I still am um, pretty active with uh, Lucky Boys Confusion, um, a new group that I'm doing, Titans of Punk, and then um, I'm very active with the Super Happy Fun Club. Uh, how do I do it? I—I um, I just don't sleep much, uh, so <laughs> I. Uh, I try to I try to just balance it out that way. There's not really many uh, much uh, many other options really if I want to get everything done. But um, I enjoy it. It's it's worth it for me. That that's uh, I'll tell you that's awesome. We were kind of uh, we were torn because we we're gonna play some tracks here on the show in a little bit. But uh, we were torn sure. on which tracks to play and. Um, and I, and I want to get into that, but first of all, we gotta we gotta definitely plug the show. June seventh, Super Happy Fun Club at Bottom Lounge. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. are playing with uh, Mark Rose from Spittlefield, right? Right, right. That's awesome. That's I mean, awesome. He's an old old friend of ours. Um, so I mean, we've been uh, we've been playing in the same scene together for years. So it's nice to get together and play. 
That's cool. That's that's, that's going to be an awesome show. I, I wish I could go. We were talking about it, and, and I'm going to be out of town, but I'm definitely going to try uh, and make uh, the – the the June twenty eighth LBC show over at uh, House of yeah. Blues. That's you guys are doing throwing the game in in, in its entirety. And 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 I went to the commitment wow. show, and I'll tell you it's it's so cool when you guys do that. Yeah, you know, and it's cool for us too because we it, it's really difficult and it's difficult to rehearse and uh, um, to perfect it. But we can get up there and just uh, for the while we're playing the record, we you know are, are just doing. Are, are are doing what we do. It's not about. It is about entertainment, but it's not about talking to the crowd, engaging the crowd as much. You go, you're up there to play a record. I don't think I said one word the whole time during the commitment <laughs> show um, until I got back for the encore. Um, and then we, you know, we always come back and play like six songs or something, uh, just like the standard. So, yeah, I mean, it's um, it, it's a really cool thing to, to play uh, like play albums and. Uh, it gives the fan base a different experience that's been seeing us for such a long time. Yeah, it's it's amazing when you do that stuff. Um, and and not to bounce around too much, but we were trying to figure out, um, our producer, Ashley, she's a big fan too, and we were trying to figure out, uh, well, if we're going to play a couple LBC songs, we got to play like um, their Stairway to Heaven, so to speak. And then we got in an yeah. argument over what, what your Stairway to Heaven song is. So I'm wondering if you can settle an argument. Now, okay. I said, I'll try it. <laughs> I said, or make it worse. <laughs> I, I said it was Fred Astaire, and she said it was Anything Anything. And I said, well, that's not really fair because Anything Anything is a cover, but can we get to, are we at yeah. the point now where we can just give you guys credit for that song? Because you guys do it so much better. No way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, that, that original is awesome. Um, you guys like our, our take of it, but uh, in no way will I ever take credit for such an awesome song. Okay, so what is it tonight? At least just tell me what the hell is wrong. Do you want to eat? Do you want to sleep? Do you want to drown? Just settle down, settle down, settle down. Of you tonight 
listening to the best of Bill and Dave's excellent podcast. If it sounds a little empty, it's because we're missing uh, Bill today. It's the Dave and Stuart Show. Stuart Allard, a good friend of ours, local comedian, writer, improviser. Welcome back to the show. You're our first repeat. How are you? Oh, great. Wonderful. Thank you. I think I think now officially we can say that you're uh, you're a reoccurring character on the show, right? Uh, you might say that, yes. Well, today you're co-hosting, so thank you so much for filling in. Um, I mean, the way I figure, I've, if I get eight more hole punches, I get a free soft pretzel. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> a, free, a free soft pretzel. Now, yeah. If I get five more, I get a medium soft drink. That's right. Now, do you prefer that, do you prefer that uh, uh, soft pretzel with or without salt? With salt. With salt. With I salt. feel like salt is the incentive. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, see, for me, the big granules of salt, not a fan. I, can't, I, I don't know what it is. Oh. Is that, is that weird? Um, I don't know. I guess maybe looking back at, you know, maybe 20 years ago and maybe like the first time I had like a, like a super pretzel at Kmart, uh, for me, it was just like, like the first part of the soft, of the soft pretzel I would eat or super pretzel would be the part that had the most salt on it. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll pass on the salt, but I'll take the cup of cheese. I'm a fan of that for sure. All right. Yeah. I just did that actually at Six Flags this weekend. No. I don't remember. It was a concert. Maybe it was a concert a couple weeks ago. I don't know. You know, when you get older, things just, days just start to blend together and events. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so we're here. We're at Edison Park Inn, 6715 North Olmstead. Gosh, I hope I remembered that right. In beautiful Eddie Park. Yeah, Edison Park. I think still, not just because I live here, I think it's the best neighborhood in Chicago, really. If you're going to be in the city, this is where you want to be. Take that, Avondale. Yeah, really, no <laughs> Avondale. So a lot of stuff's come up and a lot of stuff since you've been on the show. Um, one thing I'd love to get into, because I know it, it, it kind of affected both of us directly, is uh, I.O., closing its doors and moving. Uh, yeah, they're relocating to, I guess that's considered Lincoln Square, Lincoln yeah, Park. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, Lincoln I mean, Square. Yeah. It's too far east to be considered Worker Park, and it's too far west to be considered Old Town. Right. It's um, the new locations like on Blackhawk and Kingsbury. Right, right. Now, there's some sentimental value to that building. There is. I mean, there's so much history. I mean, it may not be the original building that I.O. was in, but for the majority of its history, it was a third of a block down from Wrigley. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, It's got a lot of history for sure. Um, so it was. It, it's sad to see it go, but it's exciting. I'm sure for everyone there to to be a part of a new a new era. I would I would say. Oh yes, absolutely. It's just. Um, I mean, I feel like I were aware it was kind of outgrew its space. Yeah. No, I think uh, so too. I mean, on one hand, I mean that was the last place where Del Close ever taught. Right. But at the same time, the improv community has mushroomed so much in the last five six years that there was just no way they could they could sustain that at you least know, that, that, that's an interesting point that, that you bring up is how how the improv community has mushroomed so much it's a great way to put it and 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 i wonder as a producer as, as a producer of shows how how has that affected you i know you've had a couple runs 
Do you think it, it, it almost is so watered down where it's tough to draw a crowd? Or do you think there's so many performers and not enough people that, that are interested in, in going to shows? Like, I.O. packed, them, packed the house, right? And oh, yeah. Second City, of course. But, mm-hmm. but as a producer, like, how many, how many shows have you, have you produced? I, I, there was two that I know of, right? The House of Stewart? And um, well, the first show I produced was called The Allard Program okay. with the British spelling, P-R-O-G-R-A-M-M-E. Oh, <laughs> why did you do that? With the left pinky up. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and, uh, and then basically the same show, different venue, different night, called it House of Stewart. I okay. did two of those. And I'd certainly like to do a third. Um, still in the early stages of planning, though. That's going to be a, a tall task to plan. First of all, I mean, I mean, aside from finding a space, finding people, a, a, a creative. I mean, I'm sure you have you'd want to like a flow to your, to your show, mm-hmm. so it's not just like hey, anybody that wants to perform, mm-hmm. you know, is it? How long does it take to plan a show like that? Um, good question. Um, I would say that it took about two months to organize the Allard program, uh, which ran back in October 2013. Um, but it's also a shorter show. Um, it was a 50-minute show. So we basically had three acts, and I also did, like, a little bit of written material. I was pretty much just kind of, like, hosting. And, sure. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like, kind of compared to how the show has evolved, I feel like kind of the way that it went was a little simplistic. <laughs> You're Bill. I'm Dave. I'm Bill. What's the name of our show? We don't even have a name. The Dave and Bill Show or the Bill and Dave Show? I think we should go like hardcore with it and just drop some nicknames in there. Yeah. I think so too. Like like Man Cow? DJ and the Goat or something. Yeah. Fucking just off the wall. Harry and the Balls? <laughs> Harry and the Balls. <laughs> the Butthole Cruiser. The, but, the Butthole <laughs> Cruiser Podcast. We need a name for this show. This is gonna go. This we is should come up at like four or five and let our fans vote. Yeah, I, li- I think that I think that's good. Do we have fans? We don't have fans yet, but we they're need fans coming. Fans so that they can vote. Yeah, we need fans. D and B, Dick and Balls, the Dick and Balls show. I Dick like and it. Balls. It's we're already off to a racy start. I like <laughs> yeah. it, dude. Um, it's getting hairy up in here. So check this out. TMZ, yeah. TMZ right here. <laughs> I got, I got. Uh, this is a high tech podcast. We have internet. Oh, so we're Here. we're just jumping right and, on into it. Huh? In Bill's, <laughs> in, in Bill's living room, our high tech studio, we have uh, cutting edge. I'm checking out TMZ. TMZ is reporting that uh, Paris Hilton says she never made a dime off of her sex tape. <laughs> <laughs> she never. Everybody in the world has seen that sex tape, but nobody's paid for it. I'm sure. 
Oh, I'm sure she made a load already. This is like our 14th episode, and I think we're making it big. We got comedian Pat McGann here. Thank you, Dan Carlson, manager of Zanies, right? Greetings. Guys, thank you so much for doing the of show. Of course. Man. Funny set. Funny, funny set, man. It's Where was <laughs> I? <laughs> <laughs> That's, uh, you know, the... the Pushing um, boots. I, what I couldn't believe is, like, so we're doing some research. We try and do some stuff. And, um, of course, I saw the Letterman the letterman bit you did oh and yeah uh are you, do you get tired of talking about it i mean he I'm prefers sure if you refer to it as, as skit a little sketch yeah little sketch is uh are you sick of talking about it yet i'm sure everybody's asking you about it and the, and the whole experience do you I mean, i'm not sick about talking about yeah. it no i mean it was great <laughs> i loved it it was fun um but yeah i mean i i just don't want, i don't want to sound like i have stocked answers to it you know um but with Dan being here, like he was part of that. Like was I was running the set and being like, we had conversations about like that was a show that I wanted to to pursue. So I picked out his suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good suit too, man. It was a, it was a sharp, sharp. One, yeah. <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> did you um, now? Had you performed in New York previously, or did, was it just mostly in the Midwest? I know you've been doing this for what? Seven I had years done now? a set out in um, Hannibal Burris has a great show out there, the Knitting Factory. And I did that last August, and I believe I did a set one other time before that. But the first time I was in like a comedy club in in New York was doing that um, that stand up New York the the night before I did Letterman. You run your set at a club before with the, with the producers, so that was like the first time. Sure. Is it is it hard being like Chicago's known for comedy? I'm an improv guy, so I went to Improv Olympic in Second City, and Chicago's always like obviously known for that stuff. Is yeah. it hard to be a stand-up coming out of Chicago, especially like right now? It seems like there's a lot of New York guys hitting it. Is it is it hard to book I think kids? that there's like a s- ceiling here in Chicago that you're going to you, – you're just going to – you can only go so far in Chicago. I don't think it's hard being from Chicago. A lot of those guys that are hitting it out, out of New York and out in L.A. are from originally from this scene. I mean, they have a lot of, a lot of strong guys that are – you know, guys that left right before I started, T.J. Miller, Kamel, Kyle Kinane. This is really a great city to uh, get yourself ready for being seen because when you go out there too early and a lot of guys think they're ready, they go out too early and they, they burn out. They just burn because the talent scouts and, and the people that are looking for those the next wave uh, when you go out there a little bit too early. But here you can, plus the audiences here, are a little bit more in touch with what America 
views as is funny on the both coasts they've just got a little bit different view and i think if you can make it here you can make it anywhere you know yeah. <laughs> i mean so yeah i gotta tell you i mean this audience really didn't give you a lot to go with and uh i feel like you you did about a third of your your set just interacting with the audience which was phenomenal. yeah i like to do that i like to do that comes from hosting i started really as a house mc at zany's i mean that's where i really started to grow because i was getting a ton of stage time downtown i did uh, there was a year where i did like nine months and that's six nights a week 10 11 shows a week so yeah. i was petrified of doing crowd work when i initially started doing comedy and got that house mc gig but they really encouraged you to do that the zanies the way they want their shows to run is i think the way they should be run all around the country and they don't not every club does it that way Sometimes a host is a least experienced comedian. They don't want you to do crowd work because they don't believe you can do it. They don't make confidence in you. But here, you know, they force you to do that, and, and it ends up working because you just become more conversational. Oh, yeah. I, I, I love the fact, that, and I don't want to blow up a spot or anything, but just the fact that the, the crowd was rough, and he probably usually is. Like I, I've been to a few shows at Zany's, and the crowd work at the beginning of, of, of the night is, is, is always fun. And, and you get some guys, and they were being a little, they were being rough. I mean, it was a pretty tame crowd, but, well, you came out and attacked right away, and I love it. I love I love <laughs> somebody that's not afraid to, that makes me feel like you probably played some rough, some really rough crowds before. Pat's one of the best that I've seen as far as uh, the crowd work, or, you know, just improving off the cuff. He's, he's one of the best. I mean, and it happened very quickly with you, too. The sarcasm is fantastic. I mean, that's a skill set that very few people can pull off, and he's uh, perfected it in a very short period of time. So, Speaking of alcoholic beverage, I've got a, I've got some moonshine wine here. If you want some, oh my god, no, a, uh, that sounds horrible. A buddy's stepdad makes it. At, I don't know where. I would assume some sort of a tub, a bathtub. Yeah, right. Yeah. Does it have three X's on the bottle? No, it's actually in a Glenlivet bottle. But <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty decent. I'm I'm not blind yet, so. We were up in Wisconsin over the summer and went to a liquor store and bought some of that flavored moonshine. I'm sure you've seen it where they've got Mm -hmm. the the fruit in there. I don't even remember what flavor it was. Um, And, you know, we we get it home. It comes in a mason jar. Oh, yeah. And my wife and I were in Wisconsin on like a long, like a weekend thing. We thought, yeah, let's get some moonshine. Let's do some shots. Yeehaw! And so we got the moonshine and poured a shot glass. And uh, I took a whiff and I go, "Mm, I don't think this is a shot. This is going to be painful. I've actually got moonshine on tap right now. It's uh, it's gasoline flavored. Oh my gosh! It's wild. Midnight moon. That's the one. Oh boy, it's it's like pure gasoline. It really is. It, yeah, it's it's like rubbing alcohol. Yeah. It's, um, it's a sip. It's, it's not acquired. a shot, right? It's acquired. Acquired. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> so, um, so a lot of things in the news this week. I did a little bit of research. A little bit of show prep. I figured if we're on iTunes, I should make it official. 
and do do something, right? Oh, wow, okay. No, I didn't really. I just had a lot of time to surf the internet this weekend, a four-day weekend. I just caught the big things in passing. Like, uh, did you hear Sharon Osbourne had the vagina rejuvenation surgery? I have not heard this. Um, yeah, and it's disgusting. I'm unfamiliar with what vagina... Was it rejuvenation surgery? Yeah. What What exactly do they do to rejuvenate? Well, you can imagine. You can. Uh, the article I was reading said referred to uh, making things tighter. If that makes any sense. So did I like Botox it? Because I've I've seen women walk around with Botox like and their lips. lips. Yeah. And that's. I could only imagine what that would be. <laughs> I I <laughs> I don't know what what this what the what the procedure entails but look i love sharon osborne she's awesome but i can't imagine i, I why would i want to why is this news and i just didn't want to even picture sharon osborne's vagina well we're we're hitting all the hot topics Last well i just paris hilton this week sharon i just you know it's if it's in the news There's we got no to talk about we won't it. go yeah, and it's <laughs> well. I don't think so. I, don't, <laughs> I think at this point, let's find out. <laughs> I I I, I want to learn about this uh, this procedure. I I, I want to learn about the doctor that came up with this. Oh yeah, you know, some guy was just tooling around down there. He's like, "Well, that looks better." That's all for now. Thank you for listening to the best of Bill and Dave's excellent podcast. What's up, Dave? Oh.